Coffee Quad Time. now for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reekard, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips demonstrations of products, and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1-646-558-8656. You will need the meeting ID 848-725-450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Sparks. Well, a very good morning from southwest Florida, where it's very rainy today. It started out rainy. It usually waits till the afternoon, but it is rainy here all day today, which may mean it might be a little bit cooler. We will see. I'm Bill Sparks, and I'm joined by a crew of thousands, it looks like, here this morning. So we'll start with some of our panel members. Uh, hearing aids are sounding a little funny. Hope things are going well. Jenny, we'll start with you. You're there in your uh, office there in your garage. How are you this morning? I'm good, and it's gonna. it's still warm here, but I think this is our last hot day. And it's really going to turn into fall. Oh. And uh, I've already had excitement this morning and had to help get the dog back in the house. And, uh, usual, usual things. Business, some things yep. just never change. Uh, no. They never, 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 never change. Well, I hope you're listening, Jenny, the second hour. Um uh, Chris and Dave have brought somebody in to do a very special demo of a new 
Braille device. Very, very, very different. So hope you're going to like that. Let's go to... I will be listening. Let's stick in Indiana and go to Evansville, Indiana. Mike, Um, you'll have to unmute yourself. I don't know why you got muted, but if you can unmute yourself, please. And Mike should be joining us. Yeah, he's here. He's muted. I didn't didn't mute him, but um, let me just... Just putting, pushing that button to ask. He's got to mute himself, Bill. So Okay. Well, if he doesn't come on in a second, we'll... Hello, radio. There, there you go, go, Mike. Mike, crank up your volume just a little okay. bit. You're a little yeah, low very interesting. So low. Uh, well, good morning, everyone. Uh, just doing a lot of planning for the conventions. I'm overseeing four different events. Uh, so that's a lot of my plate as I'm looking at what other states are doing, learning from Arizona and some other folks. And people are wanting to do things that I don't know how we'll execute, like play Family Feud online and stuff. That's, I guess, some of the states are doing that. Um, but looking forward to the Apple event this Tuesday, the 15th, at 10 a.m. Pacific or noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern. See what kind of announcements they will have. And uh, other than that, just yeah, hanging out, taking care of business. I'm waiting to see what new iPhones are going to come out with, Mike. Uh, those have already been kind of leaked. Um there's going to be a few different iPhones, but the only one that's going to have true 5G is the uh, large 6.8-inch phone. So it's going to be expensive, huh. and the others will have kind of a scaled-down version. So I still think 5G with any wide coverage is still a few years off anyway. So, But, but yeah, that that's coming out, uh, what, Tuesday? I, I knew they were going to talk about an Apple Watch, but I didn't know if they had anything about the iPhone out yet. But hopefully, my phone keeps getting worse by the day, so maybe. Uh, well, we'll see what's going on. Uh, your happen. phone's not that old either. No, it's not. Because you have a 10. Yeah, you would think. Bill, I, I got a dartboard. We can throw darts at it if you can't fix it. I, I thought mine would be the one giving us problems because I still have an 8. Uh, but not yeah. for- That's what I'm using. You know, it's funny. This one will start out okay in just a few minutes. Then the audio starts going away. Weird. Weird, weird, weird. Well, let's go to Albany, New York, and see what Jeff's up to. Well, I am learning some new things in ham radio, which is interesting. Uh, One of the technologies we're learning is a thing called All-Star. It takes people's ham radio stations, like, and, and you have a network of people that you talk to, and you use your radio and you transmit to a Raspberry Pi, which has a radio receiver in it and a, and a transmitter in it, and it transmits back to your radio. I know it's a little bit technical, but it's something that's kind of interesting, and people are really playing with it, and it's really gotten very big. It's been around for a long time, but I'm learning this new technology and picking up a note so that I can talk to uh, my friend Don and people that I know in ham radio. And But the nice thing about this thing is that you can talk full duplex, which means you can. You don't have to unkey your radio. You can actually talk as if it was a telephone. It's kind of interesting the new technology I'm playing with. But it's like it's going to be another nice day here in Albany, New York. And where you have rain, Bill, we haven't had rain for quite a while, and we do need rain. So that's all I can say. We hadn't had it for a while, but now we're getting it with. And I thought there was a tropical storm coming, but maybe it went away. I don't know. So let's go to the Altoona. Flash. Well, things are good here. Perking right along. Not much really new. Just hanging in there. Doing what we need to do. 
dishwasher going? You're going. Dishwasher's going. Yes. You're going to. And is it still as quiet as it was when you first got it? Yeah, I like it. It's very, very nice. Very quiet. That's good. Uh, I pulled a page out of your book last night. I decided I didn't want to put the hamburgers on the grill. I put them in the skillet and fried them. We do that once in a while because there's nothing quite like a good old-fashioned fried hamburger. With onions. In a cast iron skillet. Oh, yeah, they're fried with onions. And cheese. No cheese. Uh, Chris doesn't like cheese. You should learn that by now. (laughs) No cheese. Pepper Jack would be good on there. Uh, No, no thanks. Let's see, let's see, let's see. We got to go to Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's cold here. It's 44 degrees now. And not really. Are you kidding? To, no, I'm not. We're supposed to get down to 32 tonight. So right. they're telling you to cover your tomatoes and things like that. So it's not early for it to be that cold, isn't it? It it is. Well, in Colorado's getting snow, right? Or did they already get yeah. it? Yeah, they already got it. Um, I hate snow. Our, our <laughs> normal high right now is 75, and the normal low is 56. So Now, that that's pretty good. Our normal high is 90. <laughs> I'll, take yeah. that. I'll take that every day of the week, 365. I love the heat. I don't care. I love it. It's a humidity you might not love. But. Yeah, well, I'm used to it because I, my parents lived in Florida, so I spent a lot of time in the, in the Boca Raton, so I know what the humidity is like there. So You know, when we're switching heating systems here and the heat is an afterthought, they said you may only need heat two days a year at that. Can you imagine only two days a year? By the way, I have something to say to Dave. I, I bought a power recliner, and it came on Monday. They delivered it on Monday, which is Labor Day. And you are so right. It is so easy to fall asleep in those things. i got to tell you. Have you You're right about that. <laughs> have you fallen asleep yet? Well, I was watching uh, something on television last night, and I started to doze off. And I said, wow, this one has a uh, – it's a wired remote. So you push a button to make to, uh, to make it go one way, you know, uh, to make it recline. You push a, another way to get it back to normal. And the motor, Dave, is so quiet you can hardly hear it. It's that's yeah, how they, quiet the they motor. They don't make is. too much noise. The one, the one I have in Florida is so sensitive that you just put your finger by the button, just barely even put it by the button, and it goes. You don't even have to push. It. I was I got spoiled after staying there so long because I came home to this one and I actually have to push the button. <laughs> oh, speaking of Florida, I've got trash can problems. Now, oh, what, no. Oh, yeah. This I kept smelling something in the kitchen last night, and I said, I don't. So I went to empty the trash, and somehow or another, the when I put the bag in, the bag fell kind of on one side into the trash can, or it didn't hold up, or something happened, and I had to go get another trash bag, take the trash can outside, and go over the big trash can and made sure that I got it another bag over it so I could dump that into that so I wouldn't spill anything. And I was successful in that. But why is the why is it falling down? I've never seen them fall down before the bags. 
because the bag's too big for the trash can. We have the opposite problem here. Jackie got us a new trash can, and none of the bags we've bought so far, even the bags that were inside the trash can when she bought it, fit, completely fit the trash can. So I finally compromised this yesterday, and I took two trash bags and put one on each side so they would meet in the middle. Sometimes they're tall enough, but they're not wide enough to oh go my. all the way across the trash can. Sometimes if you put something kind of heavy in the bag, when you first start to use the bag, it'll pull one side down. You kind of have to check those periodically. Oh, I've learned that lesson the hard way. What's the name of that trash can they sell on QVC, Chris? Simple that, Human. Uh, that's the Simple one, Simple Human. human. Those Remember. are supposed to be really good. And if we had a place to put it, I would have one, but we don't have a good place for anything like that. Well, I true. don't know. I like yeah. this trash can she got because you raise up the lid. This one you just things. walk in front of and the lid raises. You put your hand out and it raises. Oh, wow. We saw one of those, didn't we, Bill, in the store, remember? Were you with me when we were looking at those trash cans? Yeah. Remember the trash Are can we put- had to put a brick in? Yes. Where the cat was the jumping in and eating the chicken. You know, no matter how <laughs> we, we couldn't stop the cat from jumping into the chicken. But we, we can't have that happen again because that could have been a disaster. And we have to get, I got tall kitchen trash bags for that trash can. It may need the smaller ones. But I always watched it because it does, it slides off. There's nothing. I I always watch that on ours. Once in a while, it'll start to go down. Oh, somebody did that one time with a big trash can. We were putting paper plates and stuff in there during a picnic here out at our house, and um, they weren't watching it. I tried to watch it, but I couldn't go over there every time somebody threw something away. And by the time they got done, there was a whole bunch of junk down in the bottom of the trash can. Kind of ticked. Oh, I hate they when make, that happens. Don't they make like an extra wide? 13-gallon trash bag or 20-gallon? I didn't so see this it. thing must be... I don't know. I've not seen that, but we use a 30-gallon in ours, and it's too big. But what I like about it is when you pull it out to take it out, you can put extra stuff. You can empty your waste baskets into it and stuff like that. Well, yeah, I'm do? thinking that's what we're going to have to do with this one because the regular kitchen trash bags aren't wide enough from one end to the other to... You can't even force it. It's probably a good six inches from the other end of it. Well, we have two on. hands raised for it if anyone right. wants to know. We so. don't want to know, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joe out in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, please unmute yourself. Hit star six on your touchstone phone. Go ahead, Joe. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Good morning. Abracadabra, wave a magic wand. The hot summer days have now been turned into autumn. 43 degrees, rain up to 48 today and down to 43. I have, we, we have iPhone 8, 8 Plus and it's, it, it is working great. Now, for some reason, it's always been, she always, when I ask her for the forecast in the morning, she always gives the the low, the same temperature that it is in in the morning, which is, but, but that's always been a characteristic of this of, of this iPhone. But but the audio and everything, no problem, and we're still running with with eight plus. So, well, as long as it's working, that's the key. 
Very good, Joe. Yes. Sharon Bishop, would you unmute yourself, please? And we'll get to you. And Gail, you'll be next. And Fran will be next after Gail. Good morning, everybody. I hope you all can hear me okay. We hear you great, Sharon. Yeah, we're talking about um, bags falling down in the trash can. Um, I I can't stand a messy trash can. I just, I can't do it. I just get so upset. I don't like to clean it. And I don't, you know, I try to keep the bags. I, I always watch that, try to keep the bags, um, you know, on there. We have one that you put the bag in and then you put the lid over the top. So maybe that kind of helps it from falling in or something, but I mean, not falling in, but I just wanted to say good morning. And um, I understand what you are saying about the trash bags. I've seen the cans where they're too wide for the bag too, but I don't know if they make wider ones or not. It would, you would think so, but I don't know. But anyway, I just wanted to say good morning and I'm listening. And so make shout again. We appreciate it, Sharon. And maybe I bought some cheap trash bags. I don't know. I don't know what the deal was, but we got to do better. All right, Gail, you're next. And you're, and you should be, and you're unmuted. Go ahead, Gail. Hi, everyone. Uh, it is, Tim is right. It is cold. That it's really, really cold here. I didn't want to get out of bed this morning. <laughs> it was, it's really, really cold here. And as far as, Garbage bags and things like that, I don't have too much trouble with them. I've got a good wastebasket that they do fit nicely. The only thing is when they get a little too full, and sometimes that happens because I'm BL, I mean basically lazy, and I kind of overdo the point. It's interesting trying to take those down there because I come, yeah. kind of have to drag them. <laughs> well, we all go through that, Gail, occasionally, but I try to be – up on it because I, I I don't like I don't want to have to clean the trash bag out and I don't want to have to clean anything that may spill on the floor. That, I agree that, with you. I agree that, with you. Especially coffee grounds or uh, yeah, no, that's yeah. that's the worst. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. yeah. So we're we're going to try to do better, but I don't think what I could put in there that heavy. Just one person eating. I I didn't think. That was Fran, do we have any? Oh, I'm sorry, any, um, if we have any uh, clothes, extra clothes pins or something like that, you may be able to use use it to hold up the side. Because I know I have to watch it in that trash can because it's slick and they slide down. I don't like that trash can anyway. It's not it's not a normal trash can. I can't explain what well, I Well, it's made to fit under the bar there, and it Admitted just fits under there. Admit it, Bill. It's the big parties you've been having. That's no, right. That's, that's right, that's Bill. That's it. Yeah. Big parties for one. That's it. Fran, Tim. I have a lot of garbage. Can you take my garbage down to the uh, to the basement of my apartment complex, Fran? What was that? Can you take my garbage out for me, Fran? I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> no, I just I was wondering why Bill didn't invite me to his party. I did. Didn't you get that invitation? <laughs> Anyway, it's going to be raining and thundery and all that here, so that's going to be fun. And uh, it's not cold. It's still, still, you know, in the high temps, but this is Texas. So, um, you know, it's, it's warm most of the year. Jeff, you'd love it. 
I like. I told you, I like the warm weather. I, I, I yeah, definitely I'm, enjoy it. I am just the opposite. I cannot stand warm weather. And here I am living in Texas, but I cannot stand warm weather. But I don't think you'd be happier in California right now, Fran. So. No, not right now, no. Right but, now, uh, California on fire again. And the yeah. heat. It was like 120 degrees out there in Los Angeles yesterday uh, the day before. Oh, That's wow. pretty warm. Wow. I didn't know that. I hadn't talked to anybody out there in a couple of days. So um, I've got a lot of friends out there still that I keep in touch with. But um, Well, the redwood forest is burning. Yeah. And that's, of forest fires. Yeah. And a lot of my friends live in Monterey, which is uh, they've had a lot of fires, you know, in that area, too. I, I worry about a lot them. Of fires, yeah. yeah. The only thing I like about Monterey is to go to the Monterey Rock Festival. Tim, you know about that one, right? So you know, I you're... oh, the Monterey Rock Pop Festival, Rock Festival. Yeah, they have they have a lot of festivals. They've got a jazz festival. I've been to that. They have a blues festival, and I've been to that. Um, so it was a fun place to live, I thought, but especially because I could go to the beach whenever I wanted. I can understand so, that, Fran. Can you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I found out when I lived in Florida, we didn't get to go to the beach very often because you worked and lived there. Yeah, that that does happen. Um, but I lived. I didn't live right near the beach, but there was one beach that was really nice because um, it had a. It, it had kind of even if if you didn't want to go down into the sand, there was this like bench area and so you could i don't know why i get i get lost when i go down to the beach you know and go to the sand and stuff and then i'm trying to find my way back up you know <laughs> like, okay, it all looks the same. yeah exactly there's that actually can be kind of hard yeah there's nothing to orient with except the well the ocean of course but you know i i turn my back to the ocean and go up but the, you know it's hard to find where yeah. the path is and there's but no echo, was, and if you're on a real beach, I mean, a real big beach with a lot of sand, and there's no echo. Lo- no, no, nothing. There's, there's no echo location to deal with them at that point. That's that's right. So, one question I was going to ask: um, I, I'm getting a. I think I'm getting an Optigrill. I'm pretty sure that that's what I'm getting, and, and um, I'll deal with the oven part later, but. Um, because I definitely need a new grill because I had a thing called a rocket grill. I don't know if you've ever heard of those. I can't say that um, I have, but... But the bad thing about them is you have to buy bags for them. Oh. It's it's a weird grill. You put your meat or whatever you're going to, you know, in a, in a uh, like a parchment bag, and then you hang it on two hooks on the top of this grill, and then... Um, when you turn it on or when you, you know, it, the, the grills come together and they cook your meat. And the good thing about it is you take the bag out and there's no mess. You just have to wipe the thing out a little bit, you know, just because you should, but you know, to keep it clean, but no grease gets on it. But anyway, I got tired of buying those. The, the parchment bags are getting harder to find and more expensive. So I'm getting a new grill, and I'm getting an Optigrill, I think. And I think you, Bill, said that you guys had some problems with it. Now, we did from day one. I should have sent it back. It would get out of sequence for whatever reason, and it would not cook correctly. 
And in order to get it to go back to sequence, you had to call, you had to have somebody sighted there, and then you had to call the factory, and they had to give you these big codes, and you had to go get a book or something to put under it, and it took a while to get it reset. But then it would wholly hold for so long, and then bingo. But I've heard of people who've had the OptiGrills who've never had that problem. So the concept, if it works good, it works fine. You get a beep for rare, a beep for medium, and a beep for well done. And that part of it's fine, and you can mark the grill, and it it works relatively well. You You really do have to do some cleaning on the grill. Um, but but it had presets for fish and yeah, that's what I'm wa- that's what I'm wanting something that has those but those kind of presets. But. It's like anything else, and Chris would tell you, the presets are only they do that preset on an average. If that steak's a little thicker than what normally might be, or a little thinner, I don't know that it automatically senses. Um, so, what did they tell us when we had to reset it? It had to be like a half an inch. Yeah, it, but but I'm I'm thinking I'm probably not the right person to talk to you about the Opti Grill. And then it seems to me, didn't we have two of them? Yeah, one. We got one. another one, and it did the same thing. And, well, maybe I don't want one then. <laughs> um, but they could have improved them, and like we say, there's some people that I've have them and love luck. them. And I never know Doug has. With them. Brand, maybe, maybe you might want a Foreman grill. But, I mean, they seem to have a lot of people. I yeah, know some. I don't like Foreman grill because I don't like the grease tray. Well, they don't have a. No, I used to have a. What was that other uh, Hamilton? We used to have a Hamilton Beach one that had the grease tray that went in the side of it. And it locked so in it place, so you didn't fit. have to worry about. Yeah, the that's that's what I you know if 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 I got a grill like that, that's what I would do. And if I don't get the Opti grill, that's probably what that's I'll do. What, I mean, yeah, I would love something that would tell me, you know. And uh, now we have which but one? But that's one of the things I like about the Braville is the grease tray because it fits in. It fits in. Uh, is the is the Braville Braville the. Uh, is it one of those sensing grills like the OptiGrill, or is no, it just no. a regular? It's just no. a oh, okay. grill, but it's nice. I like it. Now, when, yeah. when it can cook, yeah, it's it probably can it's cook. a bit more expensive than the OptiGrill, though. A little bit oh. more. But what does it? What does it do? Or other than, I mean, is there something about it that you like? Yeah, it has a, a dial, and it, you know, it's just easy to use, and it cooks really good. If it tells you oh, to cook okay. the steak in seven it, minutes, it does. And, and it's made so you can flatten it out if you wanted to cook something on both sides of it at the same time. Like if you wanted to do meat and vegetables, you could lay it flat and do that. And it's oh, grease tray nice. is like a drawer. Yeah, that's the same as the Hamilton Beach. It's like a drawer that goes under, and then so you don't have to worry about. I was always when I had a Foreman grill, I was always knocking into that darn grease tray and spilling grease all over my countertop. And yeah, the, or do like I uh, did and completely forget to put it in front of it one day. Oh no! <laughs> what happened to me was I had it and I, I somehow I put it in the dishwasher, and it got a hole in it. Oh. 
and I didn't realize it at first. I'm cooking something, and I'm like, why is grease all over the place? And uh, I looked at the little thing, and it had a hole in it. So anyway, but the grill has to come before the oven because I'm running out of parchment bags for my rocket grill. It's just too bad. That's such a... Um, handy little thing because if people are afraid to touch the hot surface or people are afraid to um, turn things over it's really nice because the hooks on it that you hang the bags on don't get hot Uh, you know they don't get that hot so you can take the bags off without burning your fingers and I know so many people I, I don't have really a problem with this I just don't like to do it but I know so many blind people who have trouble flipping meat Oh yeah, you know, in a skillet and things like that, and for people like that, pork chops can you cook? What's that? How many pork chops could you cook in that rocket grill with the? The only the only bad thing about the rocket grill is you can pretty much cook one thing at a time. Well, it depends on the size of the pork chops, but like for hamburgers, um, I can only cook one at a time, so I have to cook Gary's and then mine, and. but, you know, it was a handy thing. Uh, for me, it was nice to not have to clean it. Now, you see the OptiGrill is hard to clean. The, 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 things not remo- the plate's not removed. No, they remove, but the plates, you've got to be very careful because they can get real greasy and you have to scrub and scrub and scrub. Or you could do like Chris does, and she takes uh, wet paper towels and puts on it after, when it's cooling down. You have to really, really soak them, not to where they're dripping, but where they still have a lot of water in them, and lay them down and close the grill on them. But make sure you have it off, of course. But you know, that actually makes it a lot easier to clean. Can you use dish soap on those plates, or is that like you can if you take? Well, it's easier if you take them out. But yeah, that's what I know. That I get that. Actually, there's some new spray Dawn. We haven't talked about that, but that's a really nice product for cleaning one dish at a time. You just give it a little spray and wipe it off and rinse it. I've heard of that. Oh, I've heard of that. I should get that because there's a lot of times when I use something and then want to use it again, especially if I'm making eggs or something. You know, know. one thing I I would suggest to you, and you may think about this. I know it sounds a little crazy, but this Cuisinier oven I've got here in Florida... You can put pork chops or meat in that, and that son of a gun cooks, 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 cooks. You can air fry in it just a little over $100, and you've got a good, good thing that can do a lot of different things, and you've got plenty of space. Oh, that would be nice. And it's got knobs. What a concept! That's, that's a <laughs> new knobs and buttons. I like that. <laughs> that uh, Quiznier. Now, can you and Gary get to the podcast if I put something up about the um, Opti Grill? I think we've got. Did we ever do yeah. a oh, yeah. demo we've on the Opti yeah. Grill? So yeah, we can get to the podcast. It's fine. Yeah, I think we can get you a or a, one about the Quiznier oven. So. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm interested in that. Yeah, so I, what I've got to do is get a new grill and a new oven. My toaster, my big, um, it's a big toaster oven. But, um, anyway, but it's it's dying and I can't use, I don't like to use the oven in my apartment because it's one of those digital ones, you know, with a flat panel. Oh, yes. 
And although we have marked it, um, since you have to count up the degrees, I'm, I'm you know, because it, it defaults to 350, which is good. Because at least I know that if I, if I make a mistake, it defaults to 350, and I can just put it back. But um, I'm always afraid I'm going to miscount or something. And the people who live here say these ovens don't work that well anyway. So are the people that do use them? Okay, Fran, we got two people while waiting ahead of you, uh, waiting to to talk here. Uh, Thanks, just Fran, to, and be watching for those. Right, who's the All next right. victim, Jeff? The next victim is uh, victim. Victim. Bill. In uh, Chicago, Illinois. A victim. We're the victim. <laughs> Can you unmute yourself, Bill? Hit star six on your touchtone phone, please. Well, I, I know he's here. There. Can you, okay, there we okay, go. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Bill. Okay. Okay, well, number one, it's almost like Tim. We're about, 50, about 60 degrees here. Rain this morning. Rain all day yesterday. In fact, there's a period, I guess, I had to shut the windows. I got cold in there. It got down to 52 degrees in the house. And then um, also with the trash bags, Bill, I don't know what size you buy, but, you know, they make those different sizes, 7 a gallon, 8 gallon, 13 gallon, 15 gallon. I use the 13s. Fits mine perfectly. They overlap real good. Or you may want to go to the bigger one. See what size you got and go to the next bag up. You can also and take the drawstring and pull it, and you can even tie a little knot in if you want right, to. Right, right, right. But I mean, if you want to, right to make it hold, but I meant to make it fit, or Jenny, the one you got there, you might want to check, see what size bag you got, and buy the next size up, because they, they come different size, those trash bags. And then also, uh, some little family things. I have a cousin lives in Vegas. They've been cooking out there at 115, 120 degrees. They're getting the smoke from the fire. She said, Monday night, the moon was actually brown from the smoke. And yesterday they had sand and wind and dust storm in Vegas. And I have, a, I have a cousin lives in Scotts Valley, California, which is just a little bit north of Santa Cruz. He was evacuated at the end of August. The fire got within two miles of his house. And yesterday I talked to him, and it was, 100 and, I think it was 112 degrees. He said it never gets above 75 or 80 because he's up in the mountains. And it was 112 degrees. He had five fans going. And trying to stay cool because he didn't have a central air because he never needs it. <laughs> so I mean, And then, of course, I don't know if Mary Ann's on here now, but I see Boulder yesterday had went from, on Monday, from 90-some degrees, almost 100 degrees, and yesterday they went down to 34 degrees with sleet and snow. Oh. <laughs> it's not for me. I can so, tell you that right now. Right, so. <laughs> no, no, no. But I hope I don't even think about coming here and I'm leaving. <laughs> I, I agree. Well, it, it, well, Indianapolis is supposed to cool down today. I heard that. It's supposed to cool down. Yeah, but not that cool yet. <laughs> no, I think they're going to be in the 60s today down there. I think that's what they said. And also, um, I, I just heard this morning on a technical show I was listening to that um, the Echo 5 show, at the end of the year, you will be able to zoom on it. I'm not surprised that they would do that. I don't know All right. how, how they're going to do it, but I I could see that happening. Well, how would you get it to dial all the extensions and everything? Well, I don't know how they're going to do that, but it said it'll be able to do the Zoom. And I just got myself one this past weekend. I had a, I wanted a ring bell for the front door, and 
Amazon, it still goes. If you go to the Amazon store, you might be able to order it online. But if you go to the Amazon store, I know, they have the Ring 3, which is their, I guess, was not, well, we got the Plus, which has got to be hardwired pro. They say it's pro-wired in. But this one, you know, wired in, it's the, the um, Ring 3, and you buy it, and you get the Echo 5 show free with it for $149. So and the camera itself is like 150 bucks. Where do you put your camera at then? Uh, I had it on the front door. And did you have to mount it, or did you have to? Yeah, you just mount it. You know, they they send you everything with it. When you buy it, you get the mounting kits for the, for the flat. You get the mounting kit for if it's in a corner. Uh, you get all the mounting kits and everything. Everything comes with it. All the mounting kits. But you'll probably, unless you get the solar panel to keep it charged, you'll probably want to hardwire it to your doorbell like we did. Because yeah, otherwise, well, you, you have to take the thing down and charge it every so well, often. This, well, yeah, this one I think I I didn't I didn't get the hardwire, but I have to see how long the batteries go. But I'm that's not sure a really good price. Well, yeah, for one hundred and forty nine dollars, because the 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 Ring Three itself is like one hundred and forty nine or one hundred fifty dollars. Well, that, yeah, and and then you've got. Well, I don't regret hardwiring it. I'll tell you that because right. like ours Echo, was always did. Right, and the Echo Show. I mean, you, that's like another hundred and forty some bucks. We have the so, solar panels for our stick-ups, and they mm-hmm. actually work really well. Mm-hmm. All right, Bill, we got two more callers here. So, thank you, Bill. Alan, and, uh, you could get uh, from uh, Ontario, California. Go ahead. Hello uh, to the panel. Uh, we have about we're going to have about ninety-three degrees out here after going through the last week of triple digits. Oh my! And the fires, because we're not near the fires, but. Uh, with the fire still going, uh, it's still in fire season until the, probably the end of the year. Just about, you know. Can you smell the smoke from the fire from where you live? No, not where I live. Uh, we, not where, uh, not where I live because we're not in that area. But in the Diamond Bar area, you know, in those areas is where the fires are. Oh, great. Yeah, I remember last year that we had some fires down here that was was burning and we could smell it i mean it was it was it was in your nose it was everywhere so i don't want to go through that again so we'll have the santa Ana winds you know probably around november or december we'll have that you know wow hopefully we we get some rain soon because to get rid of all the dryness yeah you do need rain don't you yeah we need a lot of it wow and you don't uh, normally get much rain, though, do you? No, we don't. Um, that's why sometimes they might have water rationing because of that reason. Oh, so you can't take half-hour showers. Well, uh, no. Not really. You shouldn't, anyway. And, and if, if it's a drought, you can't mow the lawn in the daytime either. Uh, like especially in, in Los Angeles, in those areas, you know. Are you guys being affected by the COVID out there? Or are you? Oh, uh, well... I don't think it's as ours is not. We're still uh, got distance learning in the schools, and we still got you know like lockdown and that kind of stuff, uh, social distancing and that kind of thing. But mostly it's in L.A. I've been getting a lot of stuff in that area. They still have a lot of it in, in Los Angeles in the, in the county. Wow. Yeah. So, but you need a little bit of rain and a little cooler temperature, maybe. Yes. Well, we'll see that you can get both. That'll that'll be a good thing. Anything else going on, Alan? Oh, not really. Uh, nothing is that I can see is going on too much. 
Well, keep listening, buddy, and we really appreciate it. You and Walter, take care. Okay, Gary, you're up next. And uh, if you can unmute yourself, Gary, you're up next. All right. Go ahead. There uh, you I go. Think I, there I think you I'm go. here now. Uh, good morning, everybody, or whatever time of day you're listening to it. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're just watching the uh, flash flood watch we're in until tomorrow and rain. All right now, it's not um, thundering or anything like that, but it's raining. And uh, a little cooled down. We'll have a nice little cool down for a few days, I think. And uh, But commenting on the Alexa and phone calls, it seems like that's going to a lot of trouble uh, to use Alexa for phone calls. Maybe I'm missing something. Um, but it's much easier just to use my iPhone, it seems to well, me. Well, that's how I feel about it. I, I never use my – well, of course, I still have a first-generation device, and I never use it to make phone calls. I just use it to, as a kitchen timer, and I use it to play radio stations uh, through my Sonos speakers and stuff like that. But I don't – I never use it for, for phone calls. So I've had, I mean, that's what I have an iPhone for. I, I, yeah, I think what – Yeah, they were talking about Zoom being able to – Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Because it has yeah. capabilities, but that would be hard too. Because you got. I like... think what bothers me about when people use the Alexa for phone calls is they sit like ten feet away from it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what's also yeah. interesting yeah. on that Alexa. Like that, you know, so. I, I could I could say Alexa check in on Tim, and if he enabled that feature, so I could do it, I could sit here and listen to everything going on in his house without him even knowing about it initially. You know? But so, doesn't well, he have to grant you permission? No, you can't, because it makes a little noise and lets you know oh, that's somebody's true. That, that, that is on true. No, I yeah, but it, it's just that ago. little, it's probably a chime just like uh, what it does when you get a package delivered or whatever. Bang, bang, yes. Which you hardly notice <laughs> most of right. the time. Gail, you're next. Uh, I was going to I was going to ask about that Dawn, those little, someone was mentioning earlier. Little, yes. Uh, where can you get those at any store? Grocery store? Yeah, Grocery anywhere. Store? Yeah. What are they exactly like? Are they just like little packets or something? No, it's a bottle and it has a trigger spray on it. It's oh. like a probably sixteen ounce bottle and it has a trigger spray, just like a lot of cleaner bottles. And you just squeeze it, and it sprays a mist out on your dishes. Or your dish, or your hand. If you get you oil or something all over your hand, you can just spray. Or you your... just want to wash it with that or something. You can yeah. do that too, I suppose. Now it doesn't have a wand. You have to provide your own sponge. There are some dishwashing bottles that have their own wand, but they're not spray. That has Thank like you. a sponge Thank on the you. end. I'll have to check those out. I used on dishwashing soap for my dishes, the big bottles, you know, the big, and then they last me a good long time. I really like this stuff. But sometimes it well, might be. I'm going to check that out and see. Here. You know, I'm just going to ask about those. What are they called again? It's Dawn Dish Spray. Dawn Dish Spray. I'll have to write that down somewhere so I don't lose, you know, so, so I don't forget it. Anyway, you, thanks. Thank you. And you'll, and you'll hear commercials for it on television. Uh, that, that I mean, that's why yeah. that's where I found out about it. Uh, yeah, I've heard it too. I was going to say, I'm. Um, on our sink, we have actually we have two of them, but um, soap dispensers um, that you know you just fill up with. And I use that like for Dawn. I just um, I tap it, and 
and you get a like a little drop of dawn in your in your hand or whatever you want to use it for. But we have a oh. touchless in the bathroom. It's it's a dial one, and you just I mean dial is in the brand, and you just oh, yep. run your hand underneath it, and it puts out enough soap to wash your hands. My God, you just, that's like one of some of the public bathrooms I've been in where they have the touchless yeah. soap dispensers yep. and, tu- yep. and, the, and the touchless paper towel thing that you oh. put your hand in front of it and it disp- or it dries your hands with the little I knew hot air. Had one and of Dave has discovered that you can get the lids off of those bottles that you put in them. And so we buy the big gallons of Dial antibacterial gold soap, and we just refill the bottles because it's cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Leave it to your husband, Chris. He's a, necessity is the mother of invention, you know. There's a certain little screwdriver that it's a flathead that we can use to wedge up in there and actually just pop the lids off. I'd mm. pop more than that off if I did it. Hey, can I ask Mike a question? Um, I don't. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but you're 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 a real techie person, and and I don't put you on the spot, but do you see anything big coming this year for tech that that you really uh, that might excite you? At, at this point, well, I mean, it's the same prediction I had at the beginning of the year that the advancements will be medical. I mean, I, but who knows when? I mean, COVID slowed everything down, but it, it, but yet on the other hand, it sped certain things up. Um, so I mean, I don't know in 2020, kind of writing that off as year, not a lot of new advancements, other than maybe, I mean, there's people like Ray Kurzweil that say we'll never have to deal with pandemics again so that remains to be seen like he knows that how well i think he just believes there'll be ways to don't come up with super fighting uh you know components that could just eliminate them from the very beginning so i don't know that's well if a vaccine comes out and i'm assuming that let's say it comes out in january or february because i don't think it's going to come out before the election but let's say it does come out would you want to be the one to be the one of the first people to get it and 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 try it out, Mike? Or would you want to I wait a while? I wouldn't be first, but I. That's the debate right now: is who's going to get it first? Uh, you know, some blacks want it first because they feel it's more prevalent in their community, and others are afraid of it, afraid they'll be test subjects. But I would assume the elderly, the sixty plus, the ones that have the greatest chance of losing their lives. But but it may be up to doctors to turn around and reach out to their most critical patients. But you know, that remains to be seen. To, well, to, we, we to can make only that because I don't. I mean, we don't know. We don't exactly know how far they are in the testing, and um, some companies don't want to don't want to shortcut the process. We got two hands. All right, go ahead. Uh, I know Beth. we got Beth. I heard Beth's name, but I'm not sure who. Go ahead, Beth. Okay, am I unmuted now? Yes, yes. you are. Oh, great, great. I unmuted. Great. <laughs> I was going to say, I I sure wouldn't mind being one of the first ones to be tested, even if I'm not quite the, the, the first, but I would definitely want to try the, the vaccine if there's one, if and when there's one, I should say, because I just want to make sure that everything is all right. And I, maybe I'm doing it for selfish reason. Well, no, I'm thinking of everyone in this, but I'd like to see this quarantine be lifted soon. 
Well, I think we all would, Beth. But I worry <laughs> about the fact that if they test it, if they're not testing properly and they put it out too quickly, there could be problems. I remember in 1976, we were all forced when I went to Syracuse University to take the, the swine flu vaccine. Yes, yes, and, yes. Um, and a friend, my oh. roommate became partially paralyzed after taking it, and they didn't do the proper testing at that point. So I, I can tell you that uh, I would be a little leery, maybe. I'm hoping that they don't screw up on the testing just because uh, – because uh, the president of the United States wants to get reelected. I'm hoping that they do all the proper procedures. That's all I'm well, going to say. That's what I have unified and said, we will not put it out before it's ready. So you yes, I heard that, Mike. Well, that's wise, too. That's right. definitely wise. And uh, was it AstraZeneca? One of them has been suspended right now because someone's become ill. and they need to. Figure yes, out it was AstraZeneca. Yep. yep, it was them. So, yeah, we're close, I think. But I don't maybe we're not there yet. And I, if we were asked this question, and I'll pose this question. We were asked, do we want to cancel our alumni next year in June? I said, well, it may be too early to tell, but it doesn't look like we're trending to a point to where we would want to take 75, 100 people to a hotel yet. Would, would you guys go to a hotel? I know... Our group, uh, one of our small groups, is going to go to a, a group, and their goal is to go into a room and everybody take their mask off for like 15 or 20 people. Um, and to I, I, me, I think the only way crazy. to answer that question, Bill, is, is, and I think Mike would agree with this, is come January. And I, I mean, if they have a vaccine and they think that they can get it out and people will be able to take it, maybe you can answer that question then. Right. But I think now I wouldn't want to do it. No. Yeah, you well, then there ought to be some way to monitor who's taking it so you don't expose yourself to people who haven't taken it. Uh, huh? it, it. Didn't they come out with a new update for DOS, which has, I'm um, not DOS, right, with the iPhone? Which <laughs> has. Uh, yeah, but not everybody uses it. So, yeah. DOS is right, yeah. something that's built in for that, yeah. but I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen that used yet. But that's inefficient. You have to opt into it, and there's only six states that are supporting it. So Yeah, and, so yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. That's futile. If people that were concerned about their phones getting it, I wouldn't be too concerned about uh, th- that program because you've got to opt into it in the state, so it's pretty rare. I think somebody... We have a raised hand. Okay. Yeah, I know. Sharon, Bishop, can you unmute yourself, please? And we can get you on as soon as we can. There you go, Sharon. We are muted. Go ahead. Hey, um, now I forgot what I was going to something about the virus maybe or the oh yeah um we had a uh gathering at bobby's sister's house monday and because some people have health issues we kept our mask on you know most of the time and until we ate but i thought well that's gonna if somebody has the virus that's still gonna spread it but um we were we did keep them on most of the time and it wasn't too bad well i i think my it's not whether you wear a mask or don't i suppose but to intentionally do it because you don't like to and to go into a what do they call it a hospitality room and do that yeah. i don't think that's necessarily right especially when you have a lot of vulnerable people in that room mm-hmm. yeah you need uh, to move it outside if you're going to do an event 
I've been yeah. to uh, three funerals this year where we had to wear the mask. I wear it all the time whenever I go out of my apartment. You know, I I'm never, not, I never, yeah. I'm never without it. So I'm not, you know, but it's the the rule, so you just have to do it, um, or you're supposed to do it. Um, it was it was funny because when they were taking pictures, um, Bobby's only got three sisters left in the family when there were seven girls, and there's only three girls and him left, and so they were taking pictures. And they took pictures on pictures with the mask on and pictures with the mask pulled down. <laughs> it was funny. Well, All right, Pamela Francis, can you I, unmute yourself, you, please? Sharon, and I think we need to think about other people, too. Uh, go ahead, Pam, if you unmute yourself. Go ahead, if, you, if, if you're going to mute yourself, Pam. I know sometimes it's hard to find the unmute button on the iPhone, but it's, it's, you can find it. There we go. Go ahead, Pam. We got you. All right. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, you were talking about going to these places with all these folks. My, As some of you may know, my daughter's getting married in October. This woman has 170-some-odd people invited to her wedding. And I have an issue with the way she's doing it. She says she's going to have hand sanitizer at the church and... Hopefully she'll have masks, but I can tell you I'm going to be masked. I I, can't, I can't. I I I have. If that was me, I think I'd have the ceremony and the party later. I can tell you right now that would not happen in New York State. Yeah, some places that wouldn't happen. The, the wedding, yes, you could have the wedding, but you can't have and, large groups like that congregating together. That would not happen in New York State. Well, I don't know. I don't know how she's getting away with it here. I know. Here in Kansas City, it wouldn't happen. She's happening. She's having it a little ways outside the city, but it's still it's still within the region. And Dave, I do owe you a huge thank you. That's fine. I do appreciate it. Uh, for those who don't know, I, he's kind enough to offer to cover for my that Friday evening that I won't be here. Well, Pam, uh, by the time that Dave does that show. The legend's going to be all sports talk at night, so I don't know. <laughs> I guess oh, Dave's man. pretty good at that sports talk, so. Yeah, with with uh, sports host Jeff and Dave. Jeff, Jeff and Dave. Dave. Oh, I know yeah. nothing about Oh, boy. I know nothing about sports, although everyone keeps telling me that I'm really a closet sports fan, but I really don't know that much about sports. We, we've had a couple of people that's been fired in sports over the past couple of days, so we'll hire them. You know, yeah, you can hire Tony Bruno, and you can hire, um, I forgot who else it was, but Tony Bruno is definitely one yeah. you can hire. One of the cult color people they let go yesterday. So I think we can find a few people. So but anyway, Pam, good luck on that wedding. Bill, it's 10 o'clock. I don't know if yeah, you want to start that demo. So. Yeah. Um, anybody else got anything to wrap up before? Dave and Chris had a demo they put together with their friend, I think it's Debbie. Am I right, Chris? Yes, that's right. And they're going to talk about a very new, just released, new Braille display. Now, we realize that Braille display is not for everybody. So... 
you know, some people are going to be interested and some people are not. But just the advancements in technology, it ought to be interesting um, for you to listen to. And one other quick FYI, tomorrow afternoon, due to popular request, we're going to replay the Steve Nomer Memorial in its entirety at 3 o'clock Eastern. There is also a version, a podcast version of that up, so you can download it, but it will not be the music part. So that will be up, um, so you can um, just go to your All Things Radio podcast, and that's an extra one there, so you can listen to that. Uh, Thank you, Jeff, for putting that together. So does anybody else have anything before we... Get started with this demo. Do we have any other hands raised? No, no hands. No hands raised? Okay. All right. Well, without further ado, do you want to say anything, Chris and Dave, before we get started with this demo? No. As Braille displays go, this is a relatively inexpensive one. Yeah, it is. In it's very new and it's a different concept and I think it'll really catch on. So one, two, three, four, five, here we go. Well, good morning. Once again, it's time now for another exciting demo. And uh, it's going to be an interesting demo because today we have somebody with us via Zoom and um her name is Debbie Hill. We have a virtual demoer. Yeah, <laughs> virtual demoer. <laughs> that sounds good. And uh, she's from Alexandria, Virginia. You've heard her on the Mix It Up Monday show. And she is going to demonstrate a product, and she'll get to that here in just a minute. So we're not sure exactly how long this is going to be, but I guess we'll find out when it's all done. So right now, I'm going to turn it over to Debbie Hill. Thank you, Dave. Um, Hello, everyone. As Dave said, I'm Debbie Hill from Alexandria, Virginia, originally from Pennsylvania. And today I am demonstrating the Mantis Q40. The Mantis Q40 is a fairly new product um, created by American Printing House, and it is basically a 40-character Braille display combined with a QWERTY keyboard so that you have a keyboard and a Braille display in one unit um, so that you don't have to schlep around a bunch of different things. As I said, it's it's uh, made by American Printing House. To reach them, you can call 1-800-223-1839. And if you were interested in buying one, it's option one and then option one. Again, that is 1-800-223-1839. Option one and then option one. Their website is www. APH.org. The P, of course, is for printing, so it's www.aph.org. 
org. And if you're interested in looking for information about the mantis, just when you get on the page, search for the word mantis, M A N T I S, and um, you'll get to the link right away that has all of the good information. Now, um, a little bit about the Mantis. As I said, it's a QWERTY keyboard with a Braille display. And its probably claim to fame is that you can connect it to a lot of things, like you can connect it to a computer, so you can connect to one USB device, but you can also connect it at one time to five Bluetooth devices. And that's kind of um, its main feature is to actually connect to other devices and have Braille and a QWERTY keyboard to be able to use. Um, this is not going to be, you know, for everyone because a lot of people love to do Braille input, but I'm one of those ones that I love my QWERTY keyboard. So this, when I saw this product come out, I was, I was hooked. So anyway, let me, it also does have some note-taking capabilities, but the note-taking capability is not nearly as sophisticated as, say, a Braille Note Touch Plus or some of the HIMSS products. Um, but let me tell you a little bit about some of the features. Because it does have note-taking capabilities, it's got 16 gigs of onboard memory. Um, it can handle an SD card up to 64 gigs, and you can also use thumb drives in it. I'm not sure how, how large they can be. Um, and my phone is talking. Sorry about that. Um, the, uh, as far as connecting to things, you can connect to computers, Windows computers, but it has to be version 8 and up. You can um, and you can connect to use JAWS for the screen reader to control the, the Braille output, but it has to be JAWS 18 and up. And if you're using either JAWS 18 or 19, you have to download the drivers from APH because they don't have them. Um, they, those two versions of JAWS don't have the Mantis built in, but JAWS 20 does. You can also use it with Narrator and NVDA. Um, on the Mac side of things, which I know very little about, you can connect it to Mac OS 11.5 and above, and which is Catalina. On the phone, I, I saw two different numbers. One said you can connect it to iOS 13.4 and up, and another one said 13.5. Point one and up, so it's somewhere in the 13s. As far as um, the battery, it's got it, it. You can run it on power, but it also has a very nice removable, rechargeable battery. And they say it'll last about 15 hours, and I actually don't doubt it. It is actually a fairly robust battery. Um, it does have Wi-Fi capability, and I'll talk about that because we talked about the USB plugging into the computer and Bluetooth, but I'll talk about the Wi-Fi stuff down the road, and you'll see why I'm not talking a whole lot about it right now. Now, as far as physical specs, it weighs 1.7 pounds, which is lighter than, than say, a Braille Note Touch Plus, 
of the dimensions from front to back, it's 6.69. Don't you just love exactness? <laughs> it's and across it's 11.4 inches, and the thickness is seven. Um, 0.78 inches. Now, I um, decided to compare it to a, a Braille Note Apex because that's kind of what it looks like um, as far as the Cordy Apex, not, not one of the Braille, uh, the BT Apexes, but the Cordy Apex. It looks a lot like that. And um, they are smaller. They're uh, 9.5 inches wide, and they're about... Um, uh, five and a half inches from front to back, and even a little thicker. But remember, that's technology that came back came out in 2010. So things have changed since then. Um, it was probably oh, not quite an inch. Where this says 0.78. So you know, we're just kind of dithering over small details. Um, it does come with a case. The the mantis itself is all plastic on the outside. Um, it does come with a case that's kind of a plastic. They call it. They said TPU. I'm not exactly sure what that is, but it's kind of a plasticky, rubbery sort of feel. But it's just the back. You just set it in that case, and. I must admit that if you if you can't get any other kind of case, that's the way to go because if you just put the mantis on your lap, if you want to use it from your lap, um, it slides around like a crazy thing. And, in fact, I dumped it that when I first got it. I dumped it on the floor a couple of times because I wasn't paying attention to what I was doing. I bought an um, executive products case which turned out not to be that hard to put on. If anybody's put one of those cases on something, you know what I mean. And I said, I don't know whether it's because it was a different fit for my mantis or whether I've had practice because I put on three of those cases now. So it, it could be either one. Uh, now the top of, now I'm going to talk in a little more details about how it looks. The top of the mantis has um, six rows of keys. The very top row are the function keys. Now, what's really interesting about the function keys is they are smaller in width from front to back than the other keys. So I measured them, and it was hard to do because it's it's like um, they're around three-eighths of an inch, um, just slightly higher than that, where the other keys on all the other rows are about five-eighths of an inch, maybe a little bit more than that. So there is a, you can feel the difference, which actually is kind of helpful when you're um, looking at the mantis and looking at the function keys. The function, the function key row has from the left to right the escape key, uh, function 1 through 12, and then um, a delete key on the far right. And they, they put little, um, they look like a little dash um, on, each, on some of the keys so that it's easy to find the function keys. So it's on the little dash raised line is on escape, F4, F8, and F12. Uh, the next row down is the number row, and it starts off with that weird key, the grave accent, and then you get one through nine. It's it's very typical of a of a keyboard. One through nine, zero, the uh, minus sign, that you know, the hyphen, the equal sign, and the one at the very end is the backspace on that row. 
next row down is the top letter keys, and it is um, starts out with the tab key. And then you get all your letters, and in the bracket, the um, yeah, I guess those are the brackets over there. And the very last one on the right hand side on that row is um, the back the backslash. The next row, which is the home row of the keyboard, is um, the um, starts with the caps lock. Which because this does not have a number pad, when you use it with Jaws, you got to use the the laptop layout. So that's you have to use that um, shift that uh, shift lock key to to as a Jaws key. And then it, you got all your you know the regular home row. And then the, the enter key. The next row down is the is again the bottom row of letters. The shift key, all the letters, and then there's a shift key on the other on the right side. And the very bottom row, which is where you get the difference, um, is more controls. So on the very left, it's control key. Then the function key, and you use the function key because this does not have a home and end key, so that function key comes into play for those kinds of commands. You, you, then the next key is Windows, then the left alt key, the space bar, the right alt key, the right control key, and then a little cursor, sort of cursor pad. Um, there are four keys here. And the first one on the on the left, again, there is a little narrow keys like you have up at the function keys. And um, so the first one is the left arrow, then the down arrow, then the right arrow. And above that down arrow, that middle one, which, by the way, has one of those little line divider or um, line like hyphen things on it, a marking. But the, the down arrow does. Above it is the up arrow. Um, so you've got a little cur cursor pad. Below all this keyboard stuff is the Braille display, and each one of the Braille, the Braille cells has a routing key. So if you want to move, for instance, I'm sitting on a line on my Braille display that says six rows of keys, top row are function keys. So if I want to bring the cursor to the word function, I just press the routing key above the F, and bingo, I've got a little cursor. And I'm sorry you can't hear anything, but this doesn't really have any any sound output or voice output. It's just made, meant for Braille use. Now, in the front, it's, this looks very much, because I think they collaborated with um, Humanware, this looks very much like an apex on the very front panel. It's got four thumb keys, and then in the middle, one little round key that's like a home key. So the, the thumb keys on the left, the far left one is previous, then left, then right, then the one over on the right-hand side is called Next. I mostly use the left and right for a lot of reading and that sort of thing, and mostly use the Escape key because the, um, the previous and next ones are to use to back out of things, and I usually just either use the Home key or the Escape key for those, but they're there if you, if you need them. Um, so, and then... Over on the, we're going to continue over to the left-hand side. The far back on the left-hand side is the plug um, to plug in power, and that's a regular USB cable, USB. I always get these USB thingies mixed up, so I'm sorry. It's an A to, I believe it's an A to C. 
Um, but you can all, but it also comes with a, a plug for uh, electricity. But I have sometimes plugged this in as a USB on a um, power strip to charge it. Oh, it, it charges like you would not believe. It's very good at that. Anyway, so that's your charging, the charging port. In front of that, they say is an oval button. I'm going to take their word for it because it's so flush to the machine, you can't really feel it. But bless their hearts, they put a dot on it. So you can feel the dot. So that's really easy. That's the on-off button. Um, so if you want to turn it off quickly, you, you just hit that button. That shuts everything down. If you want it to really go into deep sleep, you hold that down. You get a shutting down, a shutdown message. You tell it, okay, shut down, and bingo, the thing will it'll go down and shut almost everything off. In front of that um, on-off button is the... Um, the drive, uh, the a USB port for a flash drive. Uh, on the back, it's just got a slot on the left-hand side in the back. It's got a slot for the SD card, which I said you can use up to 64 gigs. And then on the, the right-hand side has absolutely nothing on it. So all I feel when I touch over there is my case. So that's um, that's the tour of the um, uh, of the machine itself, giving you some of the some of the ideas. Um, now, a couple of quick notes. Um, it is meant to be a QWERTY keyboard for putting input and all that sort of stuff. But if for some reason you decide you want to do brailing and use the braille, you can do that. All you do is press the F12 key, and a little message uh, comes up that says um, Braille input, and then um, and then you can you can use the SDF and the JKL for your Braille, and then if you want to go back to the QWERTY input, you just press it, and it tells you it says QWERTY keyboard. It just it flashes pretty fast because I have the message um, thing on about two seconds, so it took me a little bit to see that. Now, what's in what's in the machine? What does the software and everything do? Um, the when you turn it on, you're on a main menu, and um, the items that are on the main menu, the first thing that pops up is the editor. And like I said, it does have some note-taking capabilities. So that's where you would, you would be able to, to do that. The next thing down, use your thumb keys, or has a really, really good first-letter navigation. So if you wanted to, you could say T for the next thing down, which is terminal. That's where you connect to your USB device if you want to connect to a computer or to any Bluetooth devices if you want to connect to them. The next one down is library. That has to do with a book reader, and it does have a book reader, which we'll talk about more about, about those. And then there's actually a separate um, option for file management. Um, and then there's a calculator, date and time, and the, very, and the next thing is settings, so there's some basic settings, which I was thinking about my presentation. I probably should talk about them first, but I'm not going to. So, we'll, so if you have any quest, things about 
settings it's coming up. And then there's an option called online services, which I'll tell you about. The user guide is on the main menu. So if you start it up and you want to start reading about it, you just press the U for the user guide. And then the next thing after the user guide, using your thumb keys going down, is power off. So you can either hold in the on-off button for a few seconds to get the shutdown notice, or you can hit power off. You'll get the shutdown notice. It says shut down, and you tell it okay, and then it it actually shuts. um, It goes in almost like deep sleep mode. Um, Okay, now going to talk about each of these items. I'm not going to do them in order. I'm doing them in the order that my brain decided that I wanted to do them. So that's what we're doing. Um, the first thing is the editor, though. And the editor, this is, this is the part that some people may find that is not quite for them. The editor can read DOC files, DOCX files, TXT files, BRF, and BRL files. However, if you open one of those files and then edit it, or if you create a file of your own and you're able to do that, they, they are saved as TXTs. You cannot save anything as, as a um, DOC or DOCX. Um, so when you open the edit menu, the editor menu, the things that are on it is create, which is where you start, you create a new file. Open, which is where you actually, um, if you've already, if you already have files that you have on the machine and you want to, you know, open one, that you go to that. And then there's one a thing called editor setting, settings, which I think they maybe intend for other things in the future. But right now, it only has one option in it, which says confirm deletion on off. And mine is on. Um, that's for you for deleting passages, even deleting passages. In if you're deleting a bunch of stuff, um, it, you have to you can confirm it. I may turn that off because it, it got clumsy when I was um, editing this this presentation. But it's there. Um, the now a lot of the. Um, a lot of the things that you can do, or a lot of the use of the keyboard, if you if you use a computer, a Windows computer, it's very, very, very similar, very similar. And um, so I'm going to give you some of them. Like I said, also, the, it does have a lot of really good first-letter navigation. But um, let me show you what I mean about this. Like, say you go into the editor and you decide to create a file, you can do Control-Alt-N to create a new file. Um, I think from anywhere you can do this. And then you can also open a file with Control-O. You can sa- you save a file doing Control-S. Um, save as is control plus shift plus S. Doesn't this sound familiar? Um, con- um, find is control is um, find is control F. And what's really cool about this is this is built in that if you're in a document and you're looking for all the occurrences of like say a certain phone number two o two or something. Um, find next is just the F3 key. So all you have to do is reach up, go F3, and bingo, you're going. Um, and then previous would be shift F3 if, you wanna, if you've already started. 
Um, so there are some of the um, they're very similar to what you you know to what you do on a regular keyboard with a Windows computer. One of the things it does do, which is this kind of reminds me of Word a little bit, is that if you're going to um, edit, if you, wa- if you want to pick up a big passage or, you know, a fairly long passage, it's got a select start and a select end, which is the F8 key. So you select it to start, um, to start the selection, move down to where you want that selection to end, and hit the F8 key. And if you're copying it to somewhere, you can do a control C or you can cut it with control X. Um, and then, you know, go somewhere else and do, you know, a control um, V to paste it. If you get into any of these um, things and you don't know what the keystrokes are, they have a context menu called a control M and uh, M is in Mary. And that gives you, you can go down a whole list using your thumb keys and go down the whole list and find out, like, if you don't remember what um, the find next is or if you don't remember what the find is, it's all listed in that menu. Um, So that is basically the the, um, editor. And um, the, you know, if you create a file, um, what happens is you go to the create, press that, and a um, it opens, and you see the only way I can describe it is you see an A and D sign, then a space, and then the uh, a Y. You know, it's that field that you you see on some other um, on note takers and things that that means edit. And then you can start writing. And when you're ready to save it, even if you do just a control save, it'll ask you for a file name and you can put the file name in. And remember, when you create the file like that, it is a TXT file. Um, so that that is the editor. The next one I want to just go over quickly is the file manager. And this is just um, helps you kind of organize things a little bit and see what's what's connected to the mantis. Uh, when usually when you first open it, you um, the very first thing you see is something called storage, which is actually all the stuff that's on your um, on your mantis on the internal memory. That's 16 gigs that I was talking about. And then once you press enter on that, if you've got different folders and, you know, directories, you'll see all the folders and then you go to the one you want and you open that and then you can, you know, select whatever file you want. When you first come in, if you've got an SD card, then under the storage, use your thumb keys, go down, you'll see that SD card is is, uh, mentioned. So then you can go in and look at it. So, um... So it's fairly, you can move and copy and, um, you know, again, using the same kinds of things that we use on the Windows computer, Control-C, Control-X, all that, all that good stuff. Um, if, you're gonna, if you're going to do multiple files, like copy multiple files, you can use a mark command, which is um, Control-Enter. And that marks a file, and then you, and then after you've marked all the ones you want, then you can, um, you know, you can go to um, do the control C or control cut, whatever you're, or control X, whatever you're doing. 
One of the really cool things is you can get file information by doing Control-I. This works on a lot of places in the, in the Mantis. And this will give you information about the file, the last modified, the name of the file, the last modified, the kind of file it is, that sort of information. So um, that comes in handy sometimes. Um, if you want to mark all files in a folder, you just do um, Control-A, and that will mark them. If you want to rename, I love this, rename a file, it's just like we do on the Windows PC. You just hit F2 and you can rename. Uh, we got the delete key works by, to delete a file, and then you can choose whether or not you're going to uh, confirm it. And so that is basically the file manager. Oh, one of the, one of the options that I like is, is it's just, and it's pretty much, I've seen this on um, the touch pluses and stuff, is you can sort the files by doing control shift V as in victory and um, do it by name, date, all that sort of stuff so that you can get your files and, you know, like if you, if you, for some reason you're looking to find out what was the last file you worked on in this big directory, it's easy to do that. Um, there's also another command I like called where am I? And um, need that a lot sometimes. Anyway, it's Control W, and Control W will tell you. Like for instance, if you're playing with um, an SD card that has some of the same sort of name directories as what you have on your Mantis, sometimes you may kind of get confused. Where you know where did I end up? And so the Where am I helps you. Um, it'll give you information about the direct the the um, storage device that you're in and the directory. Okay. Um, the next one is is the fun stuff, which is um, this is we're going to talk a little bit about the terminal menu, and this has to do with connecting all the devices um, to like if you want to connect a device to it. And again, like I said, you can connect up to five different Bluetooth devices, and you can have one USB device. Um, the menu for the terminal, the items that are on it are USB connection, Bluetooth connection, and add a Bluetooth device. And then there's a back option, which is just take you back to the main menu. The USB connecting is pretty easy. Um, you just you, you plug the Mantis in using the, the port that you used for power and into the computer and then go to that, the, um, USB, uh, the USB connection and, and just hit enter and, the, and it'll connect with the computer. And um, but if you you know when it you, you can you can use this now they say this but I've never tried it you can use this as a keyboard on a computer that doesn't have any screen reader uh, I'm not quite sure why you'd want to but anyway you you could do that if you wanted to um, but but if you plug it in as a USB device to a computer, of course, you've then got to have JAWS or, or some other screen reader running to connect it up so that you can actually get the Braille display use working. Um, okay. The next one is add a Bluetooth um, device. And um, there is, um, underneath that, there is a, a menu um, oh, wait a minute. I, uh, 
Okay. Um, add a Bluetooth device. It's exactly what it says. And what you do is you you hit, if you want to connect to a device, you press on, enter on that, and then it gives you a message like, um, you know, go to your device for pairing, and it will connect. Um, it's going to be called Mantis Q40, and it actually gives your serial number. Uh, so then you go to, like, say your iPhone, go into settings, go to Bluetooth, and you'll see that your if your Bluetooth is on, you'll see that it's trying to connect to it. And you just tap on tap on the Mantis Q40 when it comes up, and it pretty much connects like boom right away. They they connect each to each other. Now it'll it'll you'll see things flash on the Mantis like mine with say iPhone connected, and um, if you have a name for your iPhone, that'll pop up and. Uh, you can see that now to actually get to the device you after you've added it you have to go to the um, option on the terminal menu that is um, that says Bluetooth connections and when, and when you go into that menu you'll see all the things that you've paired um, for instance, mine has this is this is kind of odd, but my um, computer is called New Warehouse. Uh, it's a long story, so I won't do that now. But anyway, it's New Warehouse, so that shows up because I've connected to my computer, and then also it says iPhone Robin because I have an iPhone SE new one that's red. And before I found out that the red isn't really Robin red, it's more cardinal red, I named it Robin. So it's iPhone Robin. And then if you have any, and then for a while I had my laptop connected and it's called Slim. And so you would see all those ones that you've paired. And um, so what you do is you, like if, if I just had just paired to iPhone Robin, um, I go into that Bluetooth menu, pick out Robin, and bingo, we should, once I hit enter, it should be connected. Now, occasionally, they don't, they don't like to say hi to each other real well. So what you do on the Bluetooth menu, along with all the devices that you've ever paired, there is a called, a option called reconnect devices. And this is kind of like the rebooting the you know the whole system. And what it does is it, it first it says disconnecting. When you press enter on it, it says disconnecting. It will disconnect anything that's connected by Bluetooth, and then it tries reconnecting them. And a lot of times that fixes any kind of connecting error, you know issues that you're having. Like for instance, I have my computer, the new warehouse computer, set up so that. Jaws links, you know, Jaws loads with it, and it knows that it's the Mantis that it wants. But occasionally, the keyboard, I'll be able to flip around through stuff on my uh, with the keyboard, like go to my mail, and but I'll have no Braille. But if I go out and do that reconnect process, reconnect devices, um, it'll connect up, and the Braille all of a sudden, bingo, the Braille will come in. So it's just it, it is a little can be a little flaky, and sometimes you have to, um, as I often say, pack your patience with some of the connecting. But generally speaking, um, 
the the first the first software that they had was much more difficult to work with, but they updated some things, and it's much easier now. And um, you know, and I have a great time with it because what I do is my new warehouse computer is in my office area in one part of my condo, and I and and I like to go out and sit with the mantis and work on my computer. So what I've done is I, you know, I, I connect with the Bluetooth so that I can get the keyboard and the Braille. And then I have an, a um, Bluetooth extender for the speaker. And I, um, and that goes into a, a Bose, little Bose speaker. So I've got Jaws speaking out there and I've got, um, and I, and I also then have the Braille and the keyboard. I mean, ah. Uh, Yes, um, lots of lots of fun connecting. Um, so that's basically how. Oh, it is really when things are working really well. It is very easy to connect to different um, things for, uh, to switch between them. For instance, say I'm working on the new warehouse computer, and I decide, oh, I want to look at something on my phone. So what I do is you hit the escape button, get yourself back to where it says Bluetooth connections. You hit Bluetooth connections, find the one you want, and hit enter on it, and boom, you're you're connected. It's it's very cool. Um, and it, and if everything's you know working, it it just it's really slick. I was doing a lot of that this morning while we were listening. Uh, well, we're recording on Monday, so we were listening to Mix It Up Monday, and I was switching between texting folks and reading my email from my computer, and it just all sorts of fun. Okay, next thing I want to talk about after terminal back on the main menu is online services. Um. Remember I said earlier that um, there's Wi-Fi capability? It's, it's, not, um, it's not all that, um, well, let me, let me show you. Um, there is Wi-Fi. You can, you can connect to your Wi-Fi in your house. The only items on this online services, the items that they have right now that you can connect to over Wi-Fi are Bookshare, and NFB Newsline. Now, I don't have access to NFB Newsline, so I didn't check it. However, uh-oh, I'm, I'm going to take a quick drink of water. <laughs> okay. I think we're okay. Um, anyway, so those two are there, and you can go into Bookshare, and the first time you go in, you have to put in your credentials. But once you do that, you're always connected. So I can go into Bookshare, do an author search, say, and find all the books by an author. And then, and then there's a way to then download the books. And they end up on your, on your Mantis in a, in a folder called Online Books. Um, you cannot connect to the internet just to go uh, cruising around the internet. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't allow for that. So there's no browser on it. So the, the services that you can connect to are, are NFB Newsline and Bookshare. Now the only other internet thing that you, that you use is to update the Mantis um, 
soft the firmware. You'll get a notice about updating it, and you can and you can update it over Wi-Fi. So that's the only other uh, use of the of the Wi-Fi. Um, let's see if we got anything else to talk about on that. Nope. The next thing is on that menu was library. And the on so online services feeds right into the library. You download books that go into that online um, on online books folder. There's also in the library option on that library menu. There's one called book lists, which is where all of your books when you download them, where all your books go. And there's also a recently read, which shows the last five books. Um, that you've that you've read. There's also a search there. So if you want to search for a title, like you, maybe you've got a lot of folders now with a lot of books, and you need to know where you want to find a particular book, then you um, search for that. Um, now, as far as reading books, the formats that because you can read other than um, Bookshare books, uh, the formats that it supports are BRF. PEF, which I asked them about, because I, I looked it up and it said it was some, some sort of graphics, but they said no, it's an old form of um, Braille file. TXT, HTML, Docs, or an RTF. <laughs> Sorry. It's also compatible with zip files that have text TXT file formats, books in them. Now, if you're reading a book, it has a few really um, cool things. For instance, say you lost your place in the book, but you think you were maybe about, oh, 40% through. You can do Control-G and tell it, okay, go to 40%, and it'll go, and it'll go to it. If the books, if the book is formatted with pages, you can go and select the page number and go there. If you want to navigate a book by certain things, you can by using the control key, and you can do things um, like navigate using the thumb keys by sentence or line or whatever paragraph. Um, so that's a that's a capability that it has. You can actually have it, and you can do this in the editor too. But you can actually have it scroll automatically. Um, I've tried that before on other devices, and it it never quite worked for me. Anyway, Alt Alt G would start the scrolling, and you then can change the rate of the scrolling, and Alt G would stop it from scrolling automatically. The book reader, the library, and the book reader has also a really good facility for bookmarks. You can set number a number of bookmarks in one book um, and then go to them. You can actually highlight a passage and put a bookmark at the start at the start of it and put a bookmark at the end of it. So, like if you're you know doing schoolwork or something and there's a passage you want, you can do that. So it's got a few a few nice uh, things in there. 
Okay, next on the menu is our calculator. Fairly simple, regular calculator. It's not a scientific calculator. Um, you you get that that box, that text box, when you go into the calculator um, of the A and D sign, the space, and the Y. And then you can just put in your formula, and you can hit or either hit the equal sign or the enter. To clear what you're working on, you just hit the delete key, and that takes it, takes it out of there. That'll even do it if you are... Um, you know, if you started a formula or, you you know, you started something and you messed up, you can clear it. You can clear it all out. Um, and two of the things I know that are there, because like I said, it's not a scientific calculator, but it does just fine because I've been I've played with it a few times. Um, you can do find the square root of something, control plus shift plus S, and it actually has pi uh, in there, control Y. Um, so that's the calculator, fairly, you know, a nice nice little tool. It has a uh, back on the main menu, we're at date and time, and that's just, it's fairly simple. You can just look in there and see, first you see the time and then you scroll to the date. And, um, but if you want to see the date or the time anywhere, you can do that. Control-Alt-T reads the time, puts the time on the display. Control-Alt-D puts the date. You can change the date and the time if you want to, but mine seems to be fairly accurate when it came by doing Control-M. That context menu again. So then you can go in and do change time, change date, um, tell it whether or not you're in daylight savings time, change it to either 12 or 24-hour clock, and then you can also change the date format. So you could have uh, month, day, year, or day, day, month, year, or whatever you want. The um, next thing on the menu, uh, back on the main menu, is settings. And like I said, I probably should have done this earlier, but oh well. On the main, the next menu under the, uh, the settings menu, um, the categories are user settings, brand profile, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and about. And if you go into the user settings, the first thing in there is airplane mode. So you can either turn that on or off if you need it. The next one is format markers on or off. If you turn that off, you don't see any of the paragraph markers like that. I, I forget what it's called, but I, it's the ED sign and a P. Um, I have mine turned on because I just tend to like them. Um, but, um, so, but all the markers would go. You can control whether or not you see the markers. Uh, message display time. This is what I was kind of referred to earlier. Um, you can do it one to thirty seconds. Like if the if the mantis gives you a message, um, how long does that stay on the on the braille display? One to thirty. I mine is set to two. Um, sleep time. If the mantis will, if it's just sitting idle, it it will kind of close down um, and. If you wanted to never sleep, you put in a zero here, but mine is set to 10 minutes. So if I'm not doing anything, if I've just kind of got distracted with something else, after 10 minutes, it'll just boom, go down. 
and then I have to push that the button on the side with the little dot on it to get it to come back to life. Condensed blank lines on off, which um, if it's if it's off, you see every little blank line that happens to be there. Delete confirmation um, on and off. That has to do with if you want to delete a file or a folder. Um, vibration on and off. I haven't played with that. I usually don't like the vibration, so I haven't played with it. Mine is off. Um, beep on and off. When it beeps, when you when you turn it on, it'll beep to tell you that it's connected to the Bluetooth or the uh, Wi-Fi. So I have mine on. You can change the configuration of the thumb keys. There's a thumb key configuration. Um, and um, wireless notification, enable or disable, I have that on because I want to know, like, if if um, new warehouse is connecting or, or my phone Robin is connecting, all that sort of good stuff. Um, okay. Back out to the menu, the under settings, Braille profile, you can actually change... Um, how you're dealing with the mantis, like you could change it to grade one braille and use a certain braille table or grade two braille and do different braille tables like UEB or, or whatever. Um, so that's what the braille profiles are. Um, if you want to see what it comes, what it's set with, you just do um, a control M and it will show you what yours is. I know I looked at that. Uh, mine says, you know, it's called default, but I've, I've never really changed it. But it's, it's a, the capability is there if you want to change it and um, the kind of Braille. Um, oh, under the, the next – pardon me? I said it sounds, it sounds pretty, pretty impressive. It sounds like it will do a whole lot of stuff. Yes. Yes, it will. Um, for a little guy that you know, um, the under the the um, back out to the the um, the setting menu. The next one is Wi-Fi, and it's just Wi-Fi on and off. So you could turn that off. By the way, the Mantis uses two point four um, gigahertz. Has that capability? That's the that's the one it has. Um, there are different options under there. Like if you're first setting it up. You can look for your network. You can put in your network name. Um, so there's a few ways that you can actually connect to the Wi-Fi. Back out to the menu, the next one's Bluetooth, on and off. So this, like if you're starting to set up your your, your Bluetooth, this you need to turn this on. Although if you try to, set up, if you try to um, connect to a Bluetooth device and it hasn't been turned on, the Mantis will automatically turn it on for you. So um, you can, you, from this menu, you can connect a device, connect with a paired device. So if there's one, I don't use it. I don't do it this way, but you can. Um, you can disconnect from a paired device on this menu. And then you can delete um, the Mantis, you know, like forget, have the Mantis forget a paired device on this menu. Um, and that's basically it. The next thing down on that, uh, back out to the settings menu, the next thing down is the about. And it gives basic information about the Mantis and the serial number. And I believe that's where the update, check for updates is. So that's basically a big tour of the Mantis. Um, couple, Just a couple of notes. I forgot to tell you the price tag. Uh, it is... Uh, Two thousand four hundred ninety-five. 
um, from APH, and um, they were having trouble getting them for a while, but it's, um, it, I mean, I had no problems when I decided to get mine. So um, they are, you know, so uh, now they, it was, we do have some, some different bugs and things, um, so it's kind of a work in process. You know, process here. So you have to work in, and so you have to be prepared to kind of, you know, if you're going to get one, to to kind of know that it it's not quite all ready for prime time, but it's pretty good. Um, the APH staff has been reasonably helpful, although they're very, 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 very busy. Um, I think there's one person taking all the technical calls for all their different products. Would so you want can, to? Uh, would you? Sorry about that. Would you want yeah. to give the uh, the price and uh, maybe the phone numbers and how to get a hold of this product? Okay. Okay. So it is the Mantis Q40 uh, from the American Printing House, and uh, their phone number is one eight hundred two two three one eight three nine. If you're interested in purchasing it, it's option one and then option one again. Um, you can also purchase it from the website, which is www.aph.org. Um, and it is $2,495. Okay, that's good. Yep. So that is the Manda Skew 40. That. Sounds nice. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah. Well. Yeah. How do you like? How do you like the unit? I mean, do you have? I really like it. Um, but I have. Um, I was really, really looking for a QWERTY keyboard, um, because we QWERTY people are kind of in the minority, um, and so I. I have a Brownote Touch Plus, but the QWERTY interface is uh, is a little inconsistent to say, you know. So I so I was a little discouraged with that, and then I saw this come out, and I I really like the idea that I can um, go all over my condo and be connected to my computers or my phone or whatever. And I have Braille and I have, you know, a QWERTY keyboard and, you know, so, so I really, for me, it's probably not for everybody, but for me, I, I am so happy that they created it. Before we wrap this thing up, I'd just like to thank you, Debbie, for, Helping us out with this uh, demonstration of the product, and absolutely, uh, it, it sounds like a, a, a very interesting product. So oh, you're quite welcome. I guess we'll just say, stay tuned I, next week. So, as we always say, that's all the time we have for this demo. If you have any questions, you can email Bill Sparks at Bill with BillSparks.org and ask the questions. And if he doesn't have the answers, he'll get a hold of us or Debbie. We'll get a hold of Debbie. I want someone to cook for me. I can't deal with this kitchen stuff every day. So, stay tuned next week for another exciting demo. Okay, you guys are on.
Well, so right. how do you, Jeff, how do you eat? Yep, we on. All right. You guys take it over for just a second while I go answer the door. Okay, we're down to like two minutes. Chris, do you have a recipe? I think we've got a couple questions, too. As we always say. I do. That's all the time we have for. All right, Chris, you got a recipe for us? I'm, I'm hungry. Yes, it is an instant pot recipe. Uh, it is for beans and ham, and it's thanks to Dick and Donna Walker, who worked out the times for us. I was excited. One pound of dry beans, white, navy, or brown, two cups of cut-up ham, or one smoked ham hock, and one to two cups of cut-up ham, seven cups of water, Salt and pepper to taste, other seasonings if you wish. Place all ingredients in your Instant Pot. Pressure on high for 63 to 65 minutes, depending on how you like it. You don't need to soak the beans, but if you do soak them, you'll need to cut the time back. And that works perfectly. They are so good. That's the only way we make them now. Well, that sounds I'll good, and that will be you, every time, every time I hear these <clears throat> recipes, I want to come over and try your cooking, Chris. <sighs> then I realize if Dave and I were at the kitchen table with you, you wouldn't have any food to eat because we'd be, we'd be gorging ourselves, right, Dave? <laughs> You're right about that. Well, except if I'm the one that brings it to the table, I get first dibs on it, see? That's certainly true. Hey, there Chris. you go. Make sure you take out your portion right. before you give it <laughs> hey, to me. Before, 